Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I'm your host, Terry Barr. We're going to be talking about, ooh, one of our favorite topics, credit cards, but very important to talk about. We've recently seen some of the numbers, people paying off more debt and uh, balances going down. So we're going to find out what's going on with that, maybe what we can learn from that, and also moving forward, looking at interest rates going up. So happy to welcome in Sarah Rathner. Sarah is a personal finance expert with Nerd Wallet. And Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what did we see in the last couple of years? How did we get to a point where people were able to pay down more of their debt, especially when we're talking about credit cards? Well, it was a combination of things, but one big one was pandemic stimulus. A lot of Americans put that money to work for themselves, whether that's paying off debt, replenishing their savings, or using that money to pay everyday bills. So that help is gone, unfortunately. And it is coming at a time where the cost of the things that we need, all of these goods and services is going up. So when we consider that, and maybe people were using their credit cards less in the last couple of years, were able to save some more, does this mean we're going to see a bit of a turnaround? And maybe we're already seeing it with the interest rates rising. We are possibly going to see some debt levels go back up. And it's unfortunate, but it's the result of all of these factors kind of combining at the same time. Uh, cost of things going up, obviously, a return of more workers to the office. You know, office life is expensive, commuting, dry clean only clothing, uh, you know, grooming, all these things cost a lot of money. And, and for many workers, uh, they were able to shed those expenses for like two years mm -hmm. by working at home. And now that's ending. So a bigger part of your budget is going into the cost of working away from home. And it's become really hard for a lot of Americans to make ends meet. And as a result, they might have to turn to credit cards to help fill the gap. What's a good example of, say, if somebody has maybe like a $5,000 balance right now on a credit mm -hmm. card, what are we looking at when it comes to the interest rates? I know we don't you know, really talk about those specifics very, very often, but hey, let's, let's do it. Maybe it'll help. Well, interest rates have been in the news recently because there was an in interest rate increase in March, and there were going to be several more by the end of this year. So you might notice the interest rate on your credit cards go up. Obviously, one big thing we're noticing, mortgages are more expensive. Yeah. If you're house hunting now compared to two years ago, I mean, your mortgage might be double today. Your mortgage interest rate, I should say, might be double today compared to what it would have been in 2020. And so, yeah, if you have a $5,000 credit card balance, it's, it's already expensive. That's the thing. It's very tempting to watch the news and hear about all these rate hikes and the word hike gets in there. So you think of this right. sharp incline and it's really scary, but I don't know if it, it helps you feel better to realize like your credit card debt was already expensive. So this particular piece of news is not going to make a massive dent in how much you owe. And okay. to put real numbers on this, if you had an interest rate of 16%, uh, which is a little bit lower than what the average yeah. APR for credit cards is currently in this Absolutely. country, and you had, you had $5,000 balance over a year, you would spend $800 on interest. In that same year, if you, owed, uh, if you were paying 16.25% interest on that card, 
it's only $13 more in interest for the same time period. So only $13 for many people is not a, a substantially large sum of money, but that's not the number to focus on, really focus on that original $800. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And if you're talking 16% and some people have those 25% or more credit cards, that's going to really add up. And yep. I don't know. That's, that's over $1,000 right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, I thought about, you know, what can you do with $800? And for mm -hmm. me, that's 80% of what I spend on my electricity bills for a 12 month period. Yeah. So that right there, it covers nine and a half months of one bill in yeah. my household. So for a lot of people, you know, having that extra sum of money can be very helpful when it comes to affording all of your financial obligations. Right. So what do we do? I mean, how do we not go backwards? <laughs> yeah. I know in some ways, many of us, we're going to have to use a credit card. What yeah. do we do? Yeah. You know, it's not about thinking debt is shameful or evil, at least yeah. not in my opinion. Uh, there are plenty of people who fear debt and that's fine. If, if that's absolutely something you never want to find yourself into, that's okay. But debt can be a very useful tool and with credit cards. It can come in handy if you're facing an emergency, which so many people have been dealing with over the last couple of years, yeah. losing their income source while simultaneously having unexpected medical expenses or how, you know, home repairs or other bills that always pop up. Sometimes you just need to lean on your credit, on your credit card, especially if you've been out of work for a while and you've already depleted your emergency fund or you didn't have one to start with. So it can be a helpful tool, but it's an expensive one. One interesting thing that might come in handy is many Americans found their credit scores actually went up over the last year or so That's because of the hear. diligent debt payments and other yes. factors. And so you might be able to kind of spend that new credit score in a way you might find that you would qualify for a balance transfer credit card, which you typically need good or excellent credit to qualify for. Uh -huh. And they can give you a long time period, a year or more at 0% interest. So that right off the bat, let's say you have that $5,000 balance and you can time your payments so you can pay that off in a year, you're saving $800. There it is. <laughs> Boom, right there. Yeah. And even if you can't pay the full balance off in that 12 month time period, once that promotion ends and the interest rate kicks back in with balance transfer credit cards, you will only owe interest on the remaining balance after the end of that period. Okay. So not on the original debt amount. So that means let's say you were able to pay off all but the last thousand dollars. Well, now you're paying 16.25% APR on a thousand dollars instead of $5,000. So there is still a cost savings there. You know, we, we've talked about these balance um, cards, you know, doing mm -hmm. this years and years. And I think we, we forgot about those in the last couple of years because people were doing a little better with their debt. So it's probably a good idea to do that and shop around a little bit. Is, is yeah. Right? And, yeah. And also at the onset of the pandemic, balance transfer cards were actually a lot harder to find. A lot uh -huh. of them kind of came off the market because economically speaking, it just became a more precarious time for lenders to lend out money. Mm -hmm. And so they really tightened up their mortgage standards and lending standards and credit card standards. And so a number of credit cards simply stopped offering these balance transfer deals, or they made it so that you had to have excellent credit only to qualify. But now there are more cards available on the market and you can qualify with good credit too. How about the idea of, um, you know, knowing what your balance is and really really trying hard to uh, pay that if you can mm -hmm. every month or just not 
you know, and this is a hard one to say, not spend as much, but wow, the balancing act right now is just really difficult, isn't it? It is so easy to say, just spend less. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that's good. not yeah. that's not possible when you go to the grocery store and the things you used to buy for two dollars now cost four dollars. Yeah, and so your grocery bills are way up, housing costs are way up, gas prices are way up. Mm-hmm. So all the things that we need cost us so much more. And if your income hasn't changed, your dollar is not going as far. And so yes, spend less, but there's only but so much you can cut out of your budget when things cost more. So it it helps to be a little bit more realistic than that. Some things that you can do, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, putting hard numbers on things. If yes. you have debt to pay down, it's one thing to say to yourself, my goal this year is to pay off my debt. But how are you going to do that? So that's where it becomes it becomes helpful to get specific and put real numbers on this thing. If you if you look at your debt and you say, okay, I want to I have a $5,000 balance and I want to pay it off in three years, which means I have 36 payments to make okay. until my debt is zero. And I have interest, of course, on top of that. So it's not, it's not just as simple as, as dividing 5,000 by 36. Right. Um, but, and, and NerdWallet actually has some really great debt payoff calculators. So that can be very helpful for you too. Okay. Um, but if you can say, you know, set yourself a goal with a number on it and then work backwards and really tell yourself, you know, break it down into smaller bites, not just, I want to pay this off in three years, but okay, here's how much I need to put into my debt every month when I pay my bill to get to zero in three years. And that, that's a pretty simplistic example because while you're paying down that, that debt, you're still putting other expenses on your credit card throughout that three-year period. So right. And you might be another car repair away from increasing that debt amount if there's an emergency for you in your life. So it's not going to be a totally smooth ride, but at least you're giving yourself really tangible and hopefully attainable goals. And you can adjust them over time. You know, if you encounter an emergency and you're like, okay, I wanted to pay this debt off in three years, but one and a half years in, you know, like my roof needed to be replaced. Okay, I'm going to bump it out a little bit more because now I'm more in debt, but at least you can redo your goals and keep them realistic for your budget. Right. And I think it's just this idea of talking as we are right now, talking about goals, maybe putting them down on paper with some Mm -hmm. hard numbers. And it sounds like now's the time to do this before interest rates and everything else continue to go up. Um, I mean, today is a great day to to begin working on your financial goals. Uh, You know, tomorrow's a great day too. Every day is a great day. So you don't have to wait uh, until the Fed makes another announcement. Although that could be, if that motivates you, that's fine. Um, But you you can start these goals anytime. You don't have to wait for January 1st. You know, you don't have to wait for your birthday. Just do it today or tomorrow. It's okay. Like you let let tomorrow be the day you sit down with a calculator and a piece of paper and you start mapping things out. This may be some of the best advice I've heard in a really long time. Today's a great day. Tomorrow's a great day. Just take a minute and sit down and do it. Do you feel yeah, like that's you don't, the bottom line to all of this? Yeah. And you don't have to solve every problem in one sitting. You can <laughs> tackle one thing at a time and say, right. you know, today's the day I've, I've got, you know, maybe, you know, there are lots of debt repayment methods that might be helpful if you have multiple debts at the same time. Like maybe you have student loans and credit card debt and a car loan at the same time. So you're paying multiple interest rates, you're making multiple monthly payments. 
You can use something like debt avalanche where you list all of your debts in order from highest interest rate to lowest interest rate, and you make the minimum payments on all of them. So you keep your accounts in good standing. And then any extra money you have in your budget yeah. goes to the principal of the debt with the highest interest rate. Makes and sense. you just keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And once you pay that one off, you can move to the next debt on the list and begin applying all of that extra money in your budget, which can fluctuate over time. Some months are better than others. But whatever, you know, you really prioritize that most expensive debt. And another form of this is debt snowball, where instead of prioritizing it by interest rate, you list them in order of lowest balance to highest balance, and mm. you keep chipping away. And, and the, the philosophy behind that is it's incredibly motivating to cross that debt off your list. So if you can have those really quick wins, then you're going to start feeling confident <laughs> And you're like, I'm going to keep going. Like, this is working. And mathematically, you tend to save more on interest with debt avalanche. But honestly, whatever keeps you motivated is a good thing. Oh. Oh, Sarah Rathner, thank you. And I think such a good time for us to be talking about this, knowing, as you mentioned at the beginning, we're seeing and hearing this almost every single day with interest rates and inflation. And I guess um, just don't be scared. Don't frighten yourself into doing nothing. Just do something, do what you can. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of scary news out there and news is on 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And so it's very easy to fall into the doom and gloom, but sometimes what's going on in the world and in the larger economy is one thing, but what's going on in your own household and with your own personal economy is another. So focus on what's going on in your home and your personal economy might be very different from what's going on for others. And yeah, watch the news so you could be informed, but don't let it scare you so much that you're afraid of taking action that will actually make your life better. Yeah, even the first step, yeah. Mm. Oh, terrific. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah Rathner, personal finance expert with NerdWallet. Always great to talk with you, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, and this has been another new Pennywise podcast for you. If you wanna listen to any of our episodes, we have so many now uh, that you can find them anywhere you listen to your podcast. We'd love for you to do that. Thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you again next week.